hour uh, news talk AM before, I uh, definitely heard a commercial that said uh, something along the lines of, buy, uh, buy nine spatulas, get the 10th one for just one penny. <laughs> don't know That's what. a lot of spatulas. It's a lot of spatulas. I don't know what the ad was for. Or who needs ten spatulas or nine spatulas <laughs> to get the tenth one for an award? But yeah, that, that kind of that kind yeah, of threw me for a loop. It's so good. You're <laughs> gonna want you're gonna want more. You're gonna want a backup, but also you're going to want to convert eight other people to the spatula. <laughs> it's to so, the way of the spatula. <laughs> it's so good that you're definitely not going to ruin one as soon as you touch it to any heat. <laughs> That you, yeah, that that's you, true. That's that true. You will need, that's why they give you so many. Yeah, th- th- you'll need nine backups of this spatula. <laughs> the amazing disposable spatula. That's not, <laughs> that's, not meant to be disposable, that's but it is. definitely not a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten spatulas. Uh, all right, well, should we just get going? Sure, why not? All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. And I'm sorry we're not going to talk about emo for another 10 minutes. I know oh, people were looking forward to dang. that possibility, but I was like, <laughs> I think the conversation, I think we're just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and today we, we will be talking about Season 7, Episode 13, The 7. Uh, but before that, we didn't have any homework from the caddy, but we do have some tidbits that you might find interesting. Uh, the first is that the character Tom Cosley, which was Elaine's high school boyfriend, in the caddy was named after an actual high school boyfriend of Julia Louis Dreyfus. And despite having not spoken to her in years after the episode aired, he suddenly got in touch with her. I don't know what happened after that, but uh, that would, I mean, I would too. I would too. If like (laughs) someone I was dating became a huge actress on the biggest show on TV and all of a sudden they use my name, I wouldn't be upset, but I'd be like, um, I don't know. I think this warrants a conversation. Maybe a thank you. (laughs) At least, uh, at least today it would warrant a text if you still have their number. So like, (laughs) Hey, uh, Saw that my name was a, a character on, on Thursday night. What uh, What's up with that? Do you think Tom Cobb holding out hope that Julia Louis-Dreyfus was like carrying a torch for him? Oh, 100%. She's on the <laughs> biggest show on TV at this point. Like, who wouldn't yeah. hope that? And not to mention, I mean, she doesn't even need Seinfeld money. She's the heir to like a billionaire's fortune or something like that. I always forget like a, that. Uh, she's like a shipping magnate's daughter or something, so... <laughs> but but then again, so if she's going to the same high school as this guy, he's probably pretty loaded as well. But still, he can't be Julia Louis-Dreyfus loaded, <laughs> no matter who he is. So the actor who played Tom in the episode is Jeff Bai, Seinfeld's production coordinator, and also the warm-up act for the studio audiences during the tapings in season eight and nine. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has said that Frank Costanza's phone message, Jerry, this is Frank Costanza, Mr. Steinbrenner's here, George is dead, call me back, is one of his favorite lines in the entire series, and I got to agree with him on that. It was pretty great. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. That, like, And even Seinfeld's reaction afterwards, where he's just, he just kind of like shakes his head like, like he just got hit by a car or something. It was like, <laughs> all right, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Jerry tells George that he can see why the Yankees have not won a pennant in 15 years because they're going to put George in charge of trades. Sports fans might know that the Yankees would go on to win the pennant in 1996, the same year this episode aired. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that new assistant to the general manager. It's the one that, you know, the job. If George had gotten it, they'd still be winless, probably. <laughs> it's a, it's the guy that got the job over George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, they, they made a good, Steinbrenner made a good move. <laughs> 
Brenda Strong plays Sue Ellen Mischke in this episode. Jerry refers to her as being Elaine's Lex Luthor. Well, Brenda Strong went on to appear on the show Supergirl as Lillian Luther, Lex Luthor's mother. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my god! That? Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, writer was just a fan and was like, "This will be funny," or if it was just a total coincidence. Uh, after you, know, you can kind of count. I think there's been several. I know Jackie Childs. Didn't we mention he was on an episode of Supergirl? Or what was the other one that was on the CW back in the day? Oh, Smallville. Somebody yeah. was on Smallville. Like, I wonder. There's been there's been several. Like maybe not as many as Scrubs, but there's been several one-off characters that have gone on to appear on on Superman. I wonder if it's because you know if Seinfeld fans or Superman fans, maybe Superman fans just by you know the transitive property became uh, Seinfeld fans. You know, mm-hmm. like the fandoms just merged. <laughs> there's like a, a, the Venn diagram got a little bigger. In other words, maybe some Seinfeld fans like you know maybe I should read or, or check out some old Superman serials or something, and then they then they became a huge Superman fan like Jerry. Could happen. Uh, after and then they went on to run CW shows and where oh Supergirl's on C well, what's Supergirl that's CW isn't yeah it's it? CW it started yeah, as like be. NBC yeah. or something and then it, it like yeah. didn't do really well in the ratings and then I I think CW bought the rights and they're like hey so I mean it's already the same publisher so we'll just bring Supergirl into our Arrowverse or whatever I I, yeah. I think that's what they yeah. called it yeah um, that makes that makes sense. The CW, the dregs of network television, <laughs> picking up the scraps of network TV since we were UPN. Um, after Kramer mentions O. Henry candy bars to Jackie Childs, speaking of Jackie Childs, Jackie incorrectly states they contain chocolate, peanuts, and nougat. The bars do not contain, uh, I'm sorry, the bars do contain chocolate and peanuts as well as fudge and caramel, but there is no nougat. Mm. So this will, we'll file this under hope someone got fired for that blunder. And I think we we always have one. It seems like, and I think that's it. <laughs> wow, really? Okay, I, I know that we uh, we yeah, looked up all of our our OJ homework like during the run of the episode last yeah. week, so we don't really have anything else uh, this week. Uh, but is is there any uh, any newsworthy bits or anything? No. I don't think so. Wow. All right. Uh, well, if you've never if you've never listened to us before, we are not a research heavy show, and I, I feel like that makes sense this week because we're only like eight minutes in we're not it, it, it hasn't been a fucking half an hour yet um <laughs> this never happens this never happens uh if you're listening to this episode if you're listening to this show for the first time uh this episode is an anomaly uh clearly but uh we are not a research heavy show we like to have our questions come up in the run of the episode from us talking about it and then we assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework if we miss anything if we egregiously skip over something please Send us an email or send us a tweet at no hugging on Twitter or no hugging no learning show at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description. Um, if you like what you hear, please give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will send you a holographic no hugging no learning sticker. Uh, I just sent out the the most recent wave um, in the mail, and actually they got a little bit of an extra surprise as well. Um, what? so if you, if you want a sticker, uh, just, uh, send us your mailing address, uh, get that review in and I will send it out ASAP. Now I, I seem like with this little bit of extra surprise, I feel like I have a little bit more, um, not incentive to send out the stickers, but there's, there's something else just glaring at me in the face saying, mm. send out the stickers. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, what? No, I don't. Cause I don't know what the surprise is. Oh, I, I, I bought thank you cards. 
Oh, yeah. how nice. Yeah, it was it was real nice. That's really um, cool. I, I was staring at the Isle of Thank You cards for like five minutes. I'm like, I don't know what one screams Seinfeld. I almost bought ones with a hot dog <laughs> on them that said Frank's a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, but Grace, that would have been perfect. It, it would have been really good. But Grace came over and found like, uh, some real retro ones uh, that almost looks kind of like a seventies, like eighties font. It just says thanks on it. I'm like, okay, yeah, those will work. <laughs> I gotta say, this is a good life pro tip. Like, buy yourself just a big old box of thank you cards. They come in so handy. You never know when you're gonna get something that you have to send a thank you note for, and that you got like a, a big. They don't have to be too. They can be Frank's a lot, or they can say thank you on the front or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I have some that I bought at Hallmark. And, like, it's been so handy to just have them there and not have to go buy a thank you card every time I need one. Yeah, I, I know. Which um, isn't often, but when you have them, they're there. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a nice thing to have. I, I think I may have to keep, like, a small, not a stash, but, like, a small, like, stack of them. Like, maybe, like, buy a box of ten yeah. at a time. Because they're, they're very yes. handy. And this makes, this makes me remember, we still haven't done thank yous for the wedding. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I haven't noticed if that's any consolation. I think I got you something, didn't I? Didn't you guys register? And... Oh, yeah, we, we registered. I'm pretty sure you guys got us something. I, I okay. still have the list in my phone. <laughs> still have the list in my phone. Um, but what I was, go- what our plan was, uh, was to do, like, uh, check-in at the year. Uh, and we'll do, like, oh, yeah, look at everything that's happened over the past year. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, th- this thing happened in March, um, that, that kind of affected everybody in the country, and we were like, you know, well, in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's still affecting everybody in the country. Let's let's put it that way. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we we decided to kind of just uh, forget about that idea uh, collectively, <laughs> and now I haven't brought it up to her, but I'm thinking like maybe we'll do. Like Christmas slash thank you cards because we, we've got everyone's address and we'll just do that as Christmas cards and we'll uh, we'll, we'll save that oh, as like yeah. our list going forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Just two <laughs> birds, one stone. I think it's smart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that my works. God, do uh, we'll, we'll do like a collage of like a photo from the wedding, a photo from us getting the house, and a photo from our flooded basement. <laughs> oh, jeez. Get your get your reviews in. Uh, hit us up on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or, or wherever takes reviews. Um, I'll, I'll get you a sticker. Just send us your mailing address in a, in an email or a tweet. Uh, that being said, season seven, episode thirteen, the seven original air date February first, nineteen ninety six. It's actually my older brother's seventh birthday. Um, I, however, was three years, one month, and twelve days old. And if you are counting this episode and every other episode we have left, Tim, we've got 54 episodes remaining before we become a... I, I feel like we should become a, a podcast that um, is all about waiting for our technology to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Like, we never really get started <laughs> we with ne- the we actual... <laughs> we never actually get started with the topic. Uh, I, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like we've done this before. Um, I, I feel like we've had a, a waiting for our technology to work podcast before. <laughs> so, uh, but you yeah, know what? Then, this just, this yeah. just reinforces the need for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then we're like, all right, well, all right, maybe we'll get to an episode next week. Sorry again. It was just an hour of waiting for computers to boot up. But It's, it's literally, uh, it's literally <laughs> the, uh, the podcast version of of Jimmy Kimmel saying, uh, sorry to uh, Matt Damon, Matt- we ran out of time. Is it Matt <laughs> yes. Damon? Yeah, Matt Damon, yeah. 
<laughs> totally. Oh, uh, God. Okay, so uh, Season 7, Episode 13, The Seven. Uh, if you're looking in TV Guide, the night of uh, February 1st, 1996, you're going to see Jerry's girlfriend wears the same dress and Elaine loses a bike to Kramer. Hmm, I think it might be okay, but we'll see when we get to the end of the episode. Uh, we start with a stand-up bit, and this is about how compliments for clothes are not compliments for you, because it's difficult to get compliments for being a person, but it's not difficult to get compliments for wearing nice clothes. And I, I liked the end of this bit where he says it's easier to be a bastard and match the colors up. I thought that was really... That's that Seinfeld wit that he's so famous for and that I appreciate him for every now and then. It wasn't like laugh out loud funny, but it was just a good line. I, I bet, and I bet live it's probably, it probably works even better. The, these are, it, these, you know, intros are so tough to actually get a genuine laugh out of because yeah. they're so oh, artificial. Yeah. But like, that's just funny. It's easier to be a bastard and match colors than it is to be an actually good person. You might as well just buy <laughs> nice clothes. Uh, I really like that. And, and, and it's, it's cynical. I love Jerry when he's cynical. There's just so much in that one. You know, if I had to introduce an alien, if the aliens were like, who is Jerry Seinfeld? I'd be like, oh, well, all you really need to hear is this one line. You know, it's short. It's witty. Wow. It's, it's okay. Brief. Yeah. You, you I, think I might, I might just would, do that. This would be the stand-up line to show the aliens for yeah, you? Yeah, just this really? one okay. line. And they'd be like, oh, I see. He is cynical, but also sarcastic. And yeah, I think they would understand <laughs> everything about him. You might pick... What's the deal with airline peanuts? I think that's a wrong move. I okay. think that's a wrong move. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if he actually even said it. <laughs> I probably would panic if the aliens were like, who is Seinfeld? Like, uh, he's the guy that's like, what's the deal with airline peanuts? And then they, you know, <laughs> shoot me right there. <laughs> uh, we open in an antique toy shop and Elaine and Jerry are there. And Elaine sees this bike that she either had or she wanted when she grew up. And Jerry sees dad ass. Uh, he is immediately. Oh, my God. <laughs> locked in <laughs> to this hottie that's also in the shop. You, you might be able to say that Jerry is locked, cocked and loaded. <laughs> yeah, he is immediately ignoring anything Elaine is saying or doing right now. And, and is all about this woman. The, the bike is called a Schwinn Stingray. I wonder if that was real or if they just made that up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if the swing. I think yeah. that's real. Yeah, it sounds totally real, right? But yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to put it down. Okay. Uh, for homework <laughs> next week. It didn't occur to me until just now to do that, but I was like, maybe they just made up the name of If I was going to make up a name of a bike, that's a great name. So I'm, that's why I'm wondering well, if it was real. I know Schwinn is real. Schwinn's totally real. Yeah. Yeah. But Schwinn Stingray, I just don't know. I, could you? I mean, I loved my bike growing up. I couldn't tell you what kind it was. Why is it in movies and TV shows? Kids are always like, "This is the one bike I want." That's not what my childhood was like. Did you have a bike that you loved? Uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I grew did up. Did you in the know middle. what brand you wanted, and like you asked your parents for it? I just wanted something with two wheels and handlebars. Oh yeah, I I, I didn't have like a brand specific thing. Yeah, uh, I mean my I I think my first bike, uh, the, the one that I rode the the training wheels off of, literally, um, I <laughs> it was a Hot Wheels bike. Um, it was not like nice. it, it was not branded or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I got a I got a a big boy bike. Uh, it was just a, a next brand from walmart um and I, <laughs> I i rode that thing everywhere like i i rode it uh probably like i don't know like 10 mile trips at the age of like 13 dude uh, those were the best i would ride we would ride our bikes 
up Route 17 in Virginia. If there's any of my old 757 friends listening, <laughs> like it's this two lane. Now it's like a four lane highway, but it was like this two lane highway. We'd ride our bikes all the way up to the closest McDonald's. And we'd like walk around the grocery store. We'd read magazines for free there. Then we'd go to the McDonald's and like, man, it was like such freedom. See, that that's one thing I didn't have whenever I was younger and riding my bike. What, a McDonald's? No, friends. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like our Sunday afternoon activity. We would like and, and my parents did not know. I I don't think they knew until much later that I was riding all the way up seventeen, <laughs> uh, Route seventeen to do that. Because it's like not it's not meant for bikes. Yeah. You know? It's but there were like three kids, right? It was like, yeah, just such freedom to be able to go and spend your own money and you know, buy whatever you want at McDonald's or seven eleven or yeah, it was it was a, it was awesome. Um, but and, uh, and I had a Huffy, but I didn't ask my parents like I definitely want a Huffy RX nine or whatever. Anything less, shut I, up. I know, like uh, my my brother. I, I mentioned him at the beginning of the episode with his age. Uh, my my brother is four years older than me. Uh, mm-hmm. like th- like about four years older than me. I'm I'm ninety two. He's eighty nine. The beginning of eighty nine versus the end of ninety two. Um, but he was like, whenever I was like 12, 13, he was like 16. Uh, so he was like starting to get into like branded bikes. Like he, he mm-hmm. wanted like a BMX bike. And I yeah. forget the name of the bike manufacturer that he really liked. Was it, it was not, not Huffy or Hurley? Uh, mm. There's a. Um, Oh my god, it's gonna drive me crazy. Not Thor. Thor was the when he when he got into motorcycles. Uh, mm. Let me see. Haro. It was Haro bikes. Okay. This does not sound familiar. H A R O was the oh. was the was the brand name. Okay, it's interesting when I when when I type in H A R O, Harold Ramis comes up. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but, the but then when thing. you hit enter, it auto it wants to auto complete the whole thing. But yeah, Haro bikes, there it is. <laughs> Did you mean Harold Ramis bikes? Harold Ramis bikes. <laughs> Not many people know he was the founder of of Harrow bikes. <laughs> I never even heard of that brand. See, I mean that's how little I cared about bike brands. I just wanted something that I could ride away <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh my god be free uh so elaine's like i'm buying this bike which is like such a i feel like this is still like the stunted like childhood like people in their 30s who have who are single and still have too much money and and have great jobs like they still do this kind of thing like i remember my buddy telling me he lives in san francisco and he's like it's just a bunch of kids with too much money like doing dumb stuff like this like you know just (laughs) buying the toys that they had as kids for some reason like what is elaine really going to do with that bike it looks so she can't ride it. We see later it looks dumb when an adult rides it, you know. Mm-hmm. She just wants to hang. She wants it's art for no, for art's sake. It's I like, mean, there's no reason. We see that Jerry has a bike hanging on his wall between his bathroom and his bedroom that we never see him ride. So she might just yeah. want to do the exact same thing. <laughs> I think that storage that that looks like a bike that he could get down and ride if he wanted to. You yes. know what I mean? I think he's storing it there. Yes, but he doesn't. No, he does not. <laughs> I think most people with bikes do that. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, I got a bike. No, I haven't ridden it in uh, a million years, but I have it. Um, you know, and I feel like that'd be a good thing to buy in New York City to have a bike. But um, it, uh, but yeah, we never see him on, on it. It is just sort of 
decoration at this point, I guess. So, yeah, maybe she is thinking, oh, that looks good. And, and she needs help getting it down. But Jerry is already getting down to business oh, with this woman. <laughs> that was in the antique shop. And I love the line. She's like, don't you think you should help your friend? And he's like, you know, the only way to really help her is to let her be. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> like she's some like charity case, like some special needs person. Um, and... The bike falls on Elaine, and I thought this was hilarious, too. She rings the bell to get Jerry's attention. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was uh, good. <laughs> so we cut to Pasta Vici, which, as you see on the awning, says, Fine Fresh Pasta of Many Nations, which makes me think it's like a 1990s <laughs> version of Noodles & Company. Ooh. Have you ever been to Noodles & Company? Yeah, I love Noodles oh, & Company. Oh, it's our favorite. Oh, my God. Oh my, I, I yeah. wish we had one around here, although it probably... Probably wouldn't do well because people of Erie don't like change. <laughs> yeah, but at least it is a chain. At least it, it's not something. It, it would be a chain. I think they trust chains. That's but true. They don't like they don't like change, but they like chains. Ha. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we love. I mean, but that's the same kind of model. They have like mac and cheese. They have Italian noodles. They have Asian noodles. So I think pasta vici. It sounds like was kind of the same thing. I couldn't find information any information about it besides the fact that. This location was at 410 Amsterdam Avenue, and it is not there anymore. It is closed. The space is for lease, as far as I can tell on Google Maps. But if you are in the area and you still want some noodles, there's an Italian restaurant right next door called Batola that's mm. still open right now. So, yeah, there might be – it's either for lease or when I Googled the address, it seems like there might have been in between the Google Maps picture and now a Korean barbecue place or a Korean restaurant opened up called B-O-K-A Baka. Which is kind of funny because they serve Korean fried chicken, and so to call it, to call a chicken place baka is kind of funny to me. Like, huh. literally, is this not a chicken place baka baka baka? Oh my god! Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's there. If you're in New York City, please let us know. If you're on 410 uh, Amsterdam Avenue, there. Uh, so George and Susan are eating with Susan's cousins, uh, Carrie and Ken, and they're having a baby girl. And George is eating like George, I wrote. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's just shoving so much dry spaghetti in his mouth. Like, it, it doesn't look like there's anything on it, which I, I was wondering. I'm like, who would do this? But then I thought this is definitely just because they know uh, Jason Alexander is going to go full on with this yeah. bit. That they don't want to, uh, they, they don't want to have to, like, place uh, spaghetti sauce drops if they need to come back to the shot for uh, continuity. Yes. You wow. Know? That's a very analytical. I never considered that. <laughs> I think in, in my head canon, it's because only George would go to like a, at an Italian restaurant and order butter noodles like a, <laughs> like a six-year-old. <laughs> That's also very true. That's also very true. <laughs> um, but and, and I can't believe because like you know when you how many takes they had to do and he like how much spaghetti did he have to eat oh you know i mean like God. that's insane you know <laughs> that he's actually eating it he's swallowing and like i mean it's just so crazy the commitment um and he george somehow brings up that he could technically marry susan's cousin's baby girl because he's not related to her which is a weird thing to, weird fun fact to bring up also, uh, I won't be related. I'm I'm not a relation to her, so I could technically marry your daughter, God <laughs> your damn. unborn daughter. <laughs> and then they ask the name, and they're going to name the daughter Kimberly. And George is kind of disappointed in the name, and they're like, "Okay, well, what about Joan or Pamela?" And he hates all of those. I like one of his lines after Joan is like, "Please, I'm eating here." <laughs> the line, the name was so bad, he was nauseous. <laughs> um, and he suggests soda. S-O-D-A. And they kind of humor him and say, oh, we'll, uh, 
We'll consider it. We'll, we'll add it to our list. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the fact that – so Ken and Carrie are their names, and they were going to name their daughter Kimberly. I feel like this was a very 90s thing. I had a lot of friends in elementary school, I feel like, that every family member had a name that started with the same letter. Oh Did you have that experience, God. or was this a 90s thing? I, I have this in my family. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. there. There's um, – I feel, I felt like the trend died out, but but go ahead. <laughs> let me uh, let me think. There's, uh, oh god, this is bad. I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> <laughs> What's the letter? What's the letter? Uh, is it A? I feel like it begins uh, with A. <laughs> Alan, Amy, Aaron, uh, Amanda. But you, but you have the same thing in your family. You don't have to remember their names. Oh, you know what it is? Uh, I, there, there's two youngest ones. There's two younger ones that I don't uh, remember the names of. But there's, uh, there's, I think, an Alexis. There's an Ashley. Um, but it, it's not, like, super similar. It, it's not. Yeah. But uh, the, I, they all do start with the letter A, I remember. Yeah, yeah I, I knew a girl. I went to school with a girl who, who her, she, her name was Trish. And all of her, the rest of her families, their their names started with T as well. Okay, and okay, yeah. I just felt, and I felt like I knew a lot of families like that, but that's the one that sticks out in my head. Uh, but it just sticks out to me that they are kind of going to do the same thing. If Carrie spells her name with a K, she might be a C A. I don't know. I it, I didn't see it spelled out. She, I didn't stick around for the credits. She is a C A R R I E according to the captions. Okay, well maybe Ken is a a hard C Ken C E N. Wouldn't that be amazing if someone spelled Ken that way? Why hasn't anyone done that? I think that's so funny. My name's Ken with a C. Next time I go to Starbucks, I'm going to do that. Ken with a C. C E N. Ken. Don't 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 spell it out though. See where they put that C. (laughs) I'm thinking it's going to be okay. Keck. They're going to spell out K E C instead. You know. Well, one of my favorite memes is the Stephen meme because he says Stephen with a P H and they put P H E T E V E N. Ah, yeah. I I love Stephen. Stephen. Ah, yeah. I I I love that. Um, yeah. Ken. Ken with a C. (laughs) Yeah, it's Ken with a C. In Jump and Jerry's apartment, Kramer comes uh, is in there and he's making this gigantic turkey sandwich. And Jerry doesn't have any Dijon mustard. He, Kramer can't use the yellow stuff. He takes one bite out of the mustardless, the Dijon mustardless sandwich and spits it right out. And then he says a, a word that I felt was <laughs> maybe just in popularity over the last 10 or 15 years. But Kramer calls it Bush League. Oh, OK. Yeah. I, I'm like, I thought that was totally a post 2000s <laughs> slang. Like, I knew it wasn't from post 2000, but it really only gained popularity, and that's the first time I heard it. Like, I, I picture Will Ferrell saying it. I think he says it in Anchorman. Like, that's Bush League or something he, like that. He probably does. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I know what you mean. I feel, I feel the same way, but also, I definitely, um, I definitely think it was a thing before the 2000s. Yeah, I don't even really know what it means. I'm gonna write down. Bush League and see because I mean I, I know it means oh but what what sport are we talking about when we talk about Bush League? Um, I I do know one thing uh, in yeah? the world of NASCAR that the uh, the premier series for like thirty some years was called the Winston Cup, uh, yeah. w- which was a brand of cigarettes, right? But the sure. series right below it. For like uh, people still working their way up, like younger people or people that had like uh, aged out of the Premier League and 
uh, and, and were just like looking for a less competitive ride, was sponsored by Bush Beer. So How about it, that? So it was the Bush Series. Well, maybe that's where it comes from, the Bush League. I don't know. Is that it? Does does this whole cultural like term come from NASCAR? <laughs> it, I, I'd be very shocked, but I mean that that sounds like a fine theory. We're, we're going to find out next week, hopefully. Uh, so Kramer ends up just like leaving this gigantic sandwich on the counter, and Jerry kind of snaps at him. Uh, you know, it's about in this time. Instance. Yeah, yeah. It's, he said it's like a half pound of turkey that you wasted, and Kramer is getting a vibe that he's unhappy with their arrangement and. Jerry's like, what arrangement? He's like, well, you know, I can take anything out of your fridge. You take anything out of mine. And Jerry's like, yeah, well, as soon as you get anything, let me know. I mean, ah. Jerry is kind of in a rotten mood about this. And uh, so Kramer uh, wants to find a solution, I think. Uh, Elaine comes in, and she has a crooked neck because from getting that bike down. Um, and they go on this very Seinfeldian tangent about what she might have done to it. Maybe you twisted it. Maybe you pulled it. Maybe you bu- it, uh, it did not work on no. me. <laughs> I I I didn't even write it down. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. Um, and Elaine's like, I'm gonna. I would give that bike to the first person that fixes my neck. And Kramer <laughs> uh, wants to try his hand at it. He starts manhandling Elaine's neck, and he says, "I learned all about the the healing power of pressure points from a wise man." And then, as an aside to Jerry, he says he sells T-shirts outside the World Trade Center, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he unbelievably fixes Elaine's neck. Oh my and- god! He just like he just wrenches <laughs> on her head. Good lord! Yeah. Like in a movie, when you see a bad guy sneak up behind someone and break their neck, this is you know, it. Which could, this is, yeah, this that's is that what he same. does. <laughs> this is that same motion. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's proof that like that wouldn't really work. But uh, yeah, Kramer fixes Elaine's neck that way. And then he's like, oh, you can, uh, you know, just send that bike over whenever. And Elaine's like, you don't really think. And Jerry, who knows Kramer wants anything free, is like, I think he wants that bike. Um, and by the way, Superman is on the bookshelf and the Action Comics magnet is still on the fridge. Uh, over in George's car, uh, uh, Susan still can't believe that he suggested the name Soda and says they were just humoring him. They don't think it's a good name and she would never name anyone Soda. But then George is like, oh, no, don't worry. I got a great name for our kids seven uh, and it's it was mickey mantle's number and susan hates the name seven as she should she, she says no child of mine is ever going to be called seven uh and george as he's screaming out the window he's like all right just stay calm here no need to go crazy on me yeah yeah i thought that was that was a hilarious that was so george right there by the way this this meme came back i think i tweeted it um I don't know if I was the first one to to think of it or not, but of George saying, oh, I got a great name for our kid, X, Ash, Dash, 12, wh- whatever Elon oh, Musk and Grimes God. named their kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back in Jerry's apartment, Jerry mocks George's name of seven as well. He's like, no, it makes sense. Seven periods in school, seven beatings a day, seven stitches, eventually seven to life. Um, and then... <laughs> He starts looking like mocking it even further, and just uh, George is getting even more incensed. Like, what about mug, mug Costanza, or ketchup? And then he just starts going through his pantry: Bisquick, pimento, <laughs> gherkin, sauce, Maxwell House, and uh, until George finally explodes and, and kind of snaps back at Jerry. Uh, and Jerry forgot to call Christy. I think this is where he, we learn her name, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I had to call Christy. He's like, oh, that's the woman you met at the antique store. He's like, yeah, she um. She was wearing this top with like a scoop neck. She looked like a superhero, Jerry says. 
Uh, Kramer comes in. Oh, and wait, he has I, a, hey, b- what? B- before you get to Kramer, George is impressed like that Jerry just keeps meeting these women. He's like, and you met her at an antique store. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and Jerry just looks at him. He's like, because I'm not engaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Kramer comes in. And he's got a new system. Whenever he takes anything of Jerry's from the kitchen, he's going to put a uh, note in the fishbowl that he brought in. <laughs> and at the end of the week, Jerry will give him a bill. For all the food that he's eaten. And George, uh, George opens a Diet Coke and Kramer goes, Oh yeah, put that on my tab. God. <laughs> and uh, Kramer does want the bike, apparently. I think he asked somebody about it and he's like, We had a verbal agreement. So, uh, he does want that bike. Over at a restaurant, this is called Cafe Paul. Hmm. And it was at 61 West 74th Street. It is now closed. It's now a place called Patsy's Pizzas. Uh, but the same doors are there. Patsy kept the same awnings. They, oh, she just cool. wrote uh, Patsy's pizzas on it. Yeah, so it looks pretty much the same. And um, it's probably a little on the pricey side. You know, a 13 inch cheese is going to run you $19. And then Ooh. toppings are, are, yeah, toppings are three to $4 a piece. Pepperoni's four bucks. I'm like, cheese. So immediately you got a $23 pepperoni pizza. I but you know, I mean, it's New York City, it's a restaurant. I'd, I'd be willing to pay four bucks for pepperoni if it's like the little spicy cut pepperoni. But if it's just Ooh. like. If it's just like the, I don't know, shit you get from Domino's, no thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guess is just regular old, not to disparage Patsy's pizzas, but it can't. It's probably Cisco pepperoni. Mm, Uh, True. (laughs) uh, And Christy is wearing the same top that she was wearing at the antique store at the restaurant, which Jerry's puzzled by. In fact, in Monks, in the next scene, Jerry and George are there trying to figure out What's going on? He met her three days ago. Maybe it was the cusp uh, uh, of a new wash cycle. And then Jerry's like, well, then why would she be wearing the shirt unless it was moved up in rotation? And they're both puzzled by <laughs> why she'd be wearing the same shirt three days after she was seen in that exact same shirt. All right, Tim, let me let me ask you, whenever you wash your clothes, do you try and wear them in the exact same order? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> There is no line. There's no batting lineup for my shirts or jeans or anything. I I will. Whenever I'm like folding my shirts, I will try and like if I know I've worn a shirt in like the last week, I'll try and like put that in like the middle or like bottom of the stack. But other than that, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. I'll notice. I'm like, wait a second. Did I? Because I don't like wash uh, like sweaters and stuff. If I just wear them to work and then come back and take it off, I'm like, well, that doesn't need a full wash. Yeah. So I'll put stuff on top of the pile. I'm like, wait, when did I? I'll forget. And maybe I have worn the same thing three days after I wore it before. That does seem a little tight. I feel like my memory might be better than that. But um, yeah, no, I I, I don't. There's no rotation or lineup or anything like that. It's all just based on how I'm feeling the second I'm picking it out. George is still set on seven, and Susan is weakening. And Jerry's like, you know, why not? How about if you want to honor Mickey Mantle, how about Mickey? And George completely just scoffs at the name (laughs) Mickey. (laughs) Even though that was his idol's name. It makes a lot more sense than seven. (laughs) If you met somebody named seven, would you go, oh, must be named after Mickey Mantle? No. 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 No, definitely not. Um, I'd think like, oh, your parents are superstitious or seven's a lucky number or something. <laughs> I would not think Mickey Mantle immediately. <laughs> um, up in Jerry's apartment, Kramer is now just like taking little bits of what he wants because he's being charged for it. So, you know, he bought, quote unquote, half a can of soda, a bite of an apple. He cut a banana in half and left the other half there. So 
Jerry's trying to explain to him, you can't drink half a can of soda. Yeah, he's like, where's the other half? He's like, oh, yeah, my half's gone. He's like, what do you mean your half's gone? All he wanted was half of it, so he left the, the can of soda in there. So, no, <laughs> you buy what you, what you eat. Uh, Elaine comes in, and she says Kramer cannot have the bike because, you know, it, it, even if it was a verbal agreement, Kramer is disappointed, and he expects this from George, even from Jerry. But <laughs> Elaine was up here, and now I love this. He's like, now you're oh. All the way down here, something like that. I I, I did really like uh, like Elaine saying that Kramer takes these things too literally. Like I- I'm so hungry that I could eat a horse, and Kramer's <laughs> like, "Well, tell that to my buddy Jay Ryman Schneider. He eats horse all the time. He just gets it from the butcher." Yeah, yeah. I love Jeez. when Kramer mentions his weird friends. <laughs> I'm sure there's a list of them somewhere. All the, all the weird one off, just names that we hear. Yeah, uh, of weird people he knows. Uh, I I, I want to mention that Elaine finally does cave to give yeah. Kramer the bike, and then we get like a version of a giddy up from Kramer. <laughs> that you yeah. you caught what he said. He just goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of kind of an odd exit, but yeah, because he even pauses, and then he goes like, D-d-d-d-. "Yeah, it, it's a weird, <laughs> almost like he didn't know what to say, and so he just kind of blurt that out." I don't know. Uh, over at a uh, restaurant, George is still hammering Susan about the name Seven, and Susan's like, "Well, I mean, I don't know." She mentions that her cousin is stealing the name Seven. They're like, well, when I was telling about the argument. I told him what the, uh, the name Seven, and she kind of likes it. And so they're going to name their kid Seven. Okay, and George is she, now furious. Did, did she say cousin here? Because I'm almost certain that she said, and the captions said, that she was talking with her coworker. Oh, huh. No, I, I didn't pick that up. I, I'll have to go back and like check this again. But like th- this is what threw me for a loop. Because I I knew like they had established in the beginning that Carrie was her cousin, and then she's saying, "Oh yeah, I talked to my coworker Carrie." And I'm like, "Oh okay, is she her coworker or her cousin?" Or that's is, weird. Yeah, maybe it's a both. weird script continuity error that they didn't pick up on. Maybe like yeah, they were like, "Oh, let's make her the cousin, or let's make her a coworker," and and then somehow they forgot to replace one of the mentions. And then the actor screwed it up, too. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I I did not catch that. But George is furious that they're stealing the name. Over at Elaine's, she is in bed, and her neck cracks and stiffens, and she shouts Kramer's name uh, because he's responsible for now this super, even worse stiff neck than she had before, it seems like. Uh, In fact, out on the street, Elaine can't look down because her neck hurts so bad, and she runs into Christy, Jerry's uh, the woman Jerry's currently dating, and... It's this. This shot was very weird and off-putting. Christy is looking directly into the camera because oh, it's Elaine's God, point yeah. of view. <laughs> <laughs> and but it's like you, so close you can see her pores. It was like Elaine's not that close to her. But I mean, I know they had to zoom in so that we didn't see any of her top. Yeah, but uh, she could have just had her jacket bundled up or something. Do you want to know uh, what else is real weird? Um, this is the first episode of Seinfeld that I have watched since we got a 4K TV. Whoa! Uh, so I, I, we, I, I was watching it on on the Roku, so I, I wasn't watching it in like true 4K. But yeah. uh, even just like looking at it with a, a, a higher refresh rate, uh, I, I think that's the correct term. Uh, it still is a lot clearer than a 1080p picture. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. 
Well, you should go back and watch um, the last episode, the caddy. Oh, my Sue God. Sue now. <laughs> enough with Sue Ellen Mischke, Tim. No, never enough. <laughs> Elaine, the, and then Kramer rides by Elaine on her Schwinn Stingray, and he looks silly. I mean, everyone's saying, like, hey, nice rides, Kramer, except one kid yells at him, you're riding a girl's bike. <laughs> um, we, but, we, we yeah, he looks person, stupid. Yeah, we got one person on the street just a loud, looking good. <laughs> like, Oh, maybe it was sarcastic. May, maybe. It doesn't, it, seem like, it doesn't seem like it was because, uh, like, we get a, hey, Cosmo, and a, nice wheels. <laughs> but they, they all seem very serious. Yeah. Well, the kid definitely was not into it. That was a weird thing to include. Um, Like, my kid was like, hey, we're in New York City. Don't yell out a window at someone, like, especially a crazy guy riding a woman's bike or a little girl's bike, okay? (laughs) Jeez, I have nowhere to go. We're stuck on this street, okay? Don't yell at random people. It looked like they were parked. It didn't even look like they were driving anywhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you still wouldn't be able to make a quick getaway if Kramer decided... You're going to be made an example of. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what Kramer's capable of. He looks insane. Uh, Just, uh, you know, I I would be very upset with my kid. Um, And George, meanwhile, buzzes up to Ken's apartment uh, saying we need to talk. Obviously, still upset about the name. Up in Jerry's apartment, Elaine uh, couldn't see what Christy was wearing because Jerry's like super curious, you know, if she was still in the same shirt. Kramer rides his bike into Jerry's apartment around the couch and almost makes it back out the door. But Elaine slams it on him, which I thought was just (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) And he like does a great pratfall off of it, too. I mean, he he literally like falls off a bike. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Kramer says... You know, she's like, look, look at my neck. It's all messed up. You know, I woke up in bed like this. And Kramer says, oh, well, you're supposed to sleep on a wooden board for a week. <laughs> and should, Elaine's like, you didn't mention that. He's like, it's common sense. <laughs> <laughs> They're both fighting over who actually owns the bike. And Jerry can't do it. He's like, well, you know, I'm friends with both of you. What we need is an impartial mediator. And he's like, someone so devoid of human emotion. And they won't be swayed by anything, you know, sympathy. And it cuts to Newman, who takes the case. Uh, up in Ken's apartment, they're arguing over who gets to use the name, whether they can use the name Seven. They're both big Mickey Mantle fans, too. Uh, when all of a sudden, Carrie starts going into labor, and George, still trying to make his case for maybe a different number, he yells 6, 9, <laughs> 13. Uh, well, no, 13 is no good. What about 14? <laughs> <laughs> why, why did George pick 6 and 9 as the first two options? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, once again, he's living in 2020 in 1990. <laughs> and. and Nice. Just realizes, yeah. <laughs> I wish Ken would have turned around and went, nice. <laughs> Just like, jo- George, nice, but no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George, nice, but please, we're trying to... <laughs> um, and, and if only the next two numbers would have been 4 and 20, <laughs> then we would have gotten another damn nice it. out of Ken, maybe. Um, but it, so uh, this brings up an interesting fact, and I think it was airing at the exact same time. There was a character on the show, Blossom, named Six. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I know that Se- I know that Seinfeld has referenced Blossom as a show. Like the show Blossom exists in the Seinfeld universe, um, <laughs> and it's on NBC. And it's just weird that George suggested that because there was a current TV character named Six on on TV. Well, that would uh, I don't least, remember why uh, she was named Six. Yeah, that would at least make sense because uh, you could always have the parents be like really big fans of the show Blossom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, her, Jenna Von Oy was the actress. I don't know why I remember that, but um, yeah, Blossom's quirky friend. 
uh, over at Bolo, which was at 23 East 22nd Street. It is now the address of One Madison Place, a luxury high-rise. If this all sounds familiar, by the way, I, I was doing all this research and finding, like, if you want to live where Bolo is now, uh, let me see, a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath. The, I think it's the entire 48th floor. Jeez. It's $13.7 million. Woo! Yeah. It's because it's just number 48, and all the other apartments are like, like number 21A is also a four-bedroom, three-bath, but it's maybe only half the floor. It's only $8.9 million. Damn. Um, a a two-bedroom, two-bath, number 27A is $4.7 million. There, you can rent if you want. Uh, rents go from about 14000 up to 40000 a month. 40000 a <laughs> month? Yeah. Holy God. I know. Why are you renting for 40000 a month? What are you doing? Let me let me see like 40,000 a month. What would that be a year? Like why would you not just buy at that point? Great question. That is $480,000. So I guess if you're making the money but you just don't have 8 to 13 million dollars <laughs> on hand, but then again, we just bought our house. I didn't have that much money on hand. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? I don't know what the down payment on 13.7 million is. It's it's got to be a lot. <laughs> Um, I guess if you don't have the down payment, you can you can rent in one Madison place. I, I'm, I'm guessing well, ten percent would be 130. Uh, no, it would be uh, 1.3 million, yes, right? That's right. Yeah, one, yeah. One percent would be 130 thousand. So you're only paying four percent of the cost of that 48th floor apartment per year if you're renting the forty thousand dollar unit. Yeah, that's got to be a nice one too. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but if any of this sounds familiar, I don't remember looking that up last time, but I, I did find out that Bolo is not there, but it was a Bobby Flay restaurant when it was open. Really? And yeah. And it's also in The Chaperone, season six, episode one. Oh, man. It's where Jerry takes Miss New Hampshire? No. Nebraska? New Jersey? Where, where New Jersey? Yeah, I feel like that's right, but was I feel New like Jersey? she was from further away. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, let me see. Uh, okay, so at Bolo, Christy is wearing the exact same top that she has the previous two times Jerry saw her, and she accidentally spills some red wine on herself. And well, Jerry's like in, in her monologue, he's like, maybe she's got a closet full of these things, like Superman. Jerry is just obsessed with having sex with Superman. I think if he could do that, <laughs> he would be very happy. That, that's his ultimate goal. Yeah, I mean, he dated the woman named Lois, and he loved that. Now he thinks she might, this woman might be a superhero and and have a closet full of the same top, like Superman. Uh, but she spills red wine, and she's like, "Oh, can we go back to my apartment to change?" And he pulls kind of like a Superman serial line, like he was when he was dating that woman named Lois. Uh, and he's like, "Yes, go back and change." Super idea. In a in the car to the hospital, George is riding along with Ken and Carrie. Okay. Um, why? Why would they I let know. him come with them? I know. My guess is he just barged into the back, and they were like, "We, I have no time to fight with this stocky man <laughs> and get him out of my car. He's coming to the hospital, you know." <laughs> and George makes up a story about like, well, you know, I I promised the widow mantle. I love how he refers to it as the widow mantle. God, uh, the, that I'd name my daughter Seven. And Ken's like, George, she's in he, labor. And George's like, so am I. <laughs> and, and George says that uh, that he would he promised the widow mantle. 
Like he says it with such conviction that like, oh, th- this is this is the one line that is going to completely change their mind. He's like, so I I I promised the widow mantle that I would name my baby Seth. <laughs> like, okay, and <laughs> up in Jerry's apartment. Oh, I'm sorry, not Jerry's apartment, but Jerry's apartment building. Newman has come up with a solution, and the solution is to cut the bike in half. And Elaine says, oh, fine, whatever. And Kramer says that he'd rather see it with Elaine than be destroyed. And Newman's like, aha, Kramer is the true owner because he would not want to see harm come to the bike at all. <laughs> and this is based on. All right. I'm going to let me see. This is based on the, some ancient. Do you know? It's the like book Bible of, story. It's the book of Esther. Esther. What happens? Is it, was someone going to cut a baby in half? Yep. OK. I'm so glad you know this. How do you know this? Uh, being brought up in a church. <laughs> <laughs> well, somehow I've forgotten. Um, so it was like a king who was going to do this with whose baby? Do you remember? Uh, nope. Um, okay. I, I don't remember whose baby, um, but I want to say, did the baby actually get cut in half? Maybe? Wow. All right. I'm, gonna, I'm putting this down for, for homework. Oh, Esther God. Esther baby story. We got some Bible study for homework, baby. <laughs> I knew it sounded so familiar, but like they don't credit the original author, which I guess is Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, they don't, you know, I mean, this was such an obvious the way they, you know, I felt like everybody knows this story, even if you don't know it's from Esther. Like I knew it was from something like cut the thing in half and only the true owner will say, no, don't do it. You know, I just feel like it was an obvious Elaine got Elaine got got, uh-huh. you know, I, I feel like it was an obvious solution for her and, and she could have by the way in newman's apartment do you notice there's so many posters of food i i didn't notice the posters of food but i noticed that he just had every bottle of every condiment out on his coffee table <laughs> i didn't notice that oh my god they've all got to be spoiled so like behind newman there's like <laughs> the uh the government solution or i mean the government like food pyramid okay like, of how many like how many servings of what to have a day but then next to his door there's a poster just for butter <laughs> <laughs> just butter yeah it's like butter it, it, it has like some slogan too i didn't write down but then next to it too there's one just for dairy products it just says god. dairy oh my god i'm like how one note and caricature is this? They're like, oh, Newman's fat. Of course he'd have posters of food. Like, no, that's not how fat people work. What are you doing? No one does this. No one lives like this. Oh, my yeah. God. Butter. I want my butter poster right near the door. <laughs> uh, and then just the condiments is another like, oh, like uh, bigger people. They just have food out everywhere. Like, he, no, he's got to necessary- be ready to eat all the time. Yeah. Uh, get, <laughs> just condiments. Get fucked. God damn it. <laughs> uh, up in Christie's apartment, Jerry sees a framed picture from 1992, August of 1992, <laughs> and she's wearing the exact same dress. So he's like, oh, my gosh. He starts snooping around, opens up her closet, and he's caught. And... <laughs> Like, Christy, I guess, wasn't even going to go to the movies because even before she caught him, she was already in a robe and not a shirt. Because yeah. she was like, I think I'm just going to call it a night. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to point out, what kind of person writes the date the photo was taken <laughs> on the front of the photo in Sharpie? Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, the back of the photo, I understand, but the front, yeah. The, the back of the photo, I feel like, is uh, is a lot a lot more normal. But, like, yeah. in, in the bottom, bottom corner in Sharpie, like, you're covering up 
the photo. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, I, it, it, I worked for the story, but it didn't. It it made the picture so ugly. You know, <laughs> it was already a bad picture. She's just standing yeah. there with some doofus. Like it's <laughs> it's really weird. It's almost like the the props guy was like, "Okay, we'll just put the picture right there." Like, what do you mean? We didn't take the picture. Like, oh god, go go get the actress. Uh, get some random PA and stand him right here. You know, it was like it was such last minute. It looked like it's not even in focus. It yeah. looks blurry as hell. It's like okay, wait, how how are we gonna prove that Jerry knows? <laughs> what date i don't know write it in sharpie yeah yeah it's just so slapped together this this is like the last 15 minutes before they shoot this scene <laughs> yeah totally um and jerry tries to get her to put something else on he's like don't you want to throw on a shirt and walk me down to a cab or but, but it, it is not happening christy is is not into it and she ends up kicking jerry out um he, he even wants to stay over he's like i'll sleep on the couch and then you know we can go uh in the morning and get something to eat i'll be in my same clothes but you'll be in different clothes because we're in your apartment um uh, <laughs> but but not happening not happening uh, over at the hospital george is yelling at a woman in labor that she's being selfish <laughs> <laughs> about the name seven and a doctor stops him. You're not allowed in the delivery room. And Jerry goes, I'm family. I'm having sex with the cousin. <laughs> George, George, George. Oh, jo- what I say? You said Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. George yells, I'm family. I'm having sex with the cousin. <laughs> Which is a funnier line, but it also speaks to George's character because he could have said, I'm engaged to the cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not the first thing he thinks of. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh, that would be too real if he said I'm engaged to the cousin. Um, you know, I mean, even him talking to Jerry about like, man, how do you meet all these women? Like, I'm not engaged. You are. Remember, like, it reminded me of something very early in the office when um, Pam is still with Roy, and uh, it's it's the woman there. Amy Adams is selling the purses, and Roy goes, "Man, if I wasn't dating Pam, I would definitely try to get with that." And Pam goes, "We're engaged." You know, he says, <laughs> "If I wasn't dating Pam, you know." It just reminded me of something like that, that if, if Susan was there, she'd be very upset, I have a feeling. <laughs> and then he's shut out, just screaming the, the number seven outside of the delivery room door. Uh, back up in Jerry's apartment, Jerry is broken up with Christy over the phone, not going to get another chance to see her. He's like, no, you got to do this in person uh, just to see if she's going to wear the same thing. But uh, And he even tries to spit out, why do you wear the same shirt? But it seems like she's already hung up. And he has added up Kramer's tab for the week, meanwhile. And until it's paid up, Jerry says, the food court is closed. And he, when he shows him the bill, Kramer's like, oh, I don't have that kind of money. And Jerry says, few do. Yeah, it's, it's, this, it's this grand, insurmountable, like, <laughs> large, unfathomable amount of money. Yeah. Kr- Kramer, Kramer hasn't seen this amount of money in his life. He doesn't have that kind of cash. But Who he, has that kind of cash? Even Jerry yeah. thinks it's a large amount of money. Oh, we yeah. know Jerry Absolutely. carries thousands at all times. K- Jerry never has less than $1,200 on his person. <laughs> this is a fact. Yeah. And cut to, Kramer says he'll have the money in about five minutes. Uh, cut to Elaine walking down the street, and Newman is on her bike. He bought it from Kramer for $50. Oh, God damn. <laughs> That's the insurmountable debt that Kramer couldn't pay right off the bat. $50. <laughs> I have no money and I can still get you $50 like right now. Yeah, I have like $4 <laughs> in cash and I can get you $50. Yeah, it, it won't like I'll miss it, but it won't. It's not blood money. You no. Know? <laughs> we st- still got I mean, it really. But you know, this really is a, a tick in the um, not column for Kramer being a massive drug dealer. Because a drug dealer is going to have tons of cash lying around. <gasps> I know that's a popular true. fan theory. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, that that's that's a tick in the no column, unfortunately. Um, and uh, Elaine starts chasing after Newman, trying to grab him off the bike, and and that's where we end the episode. Uh, Elaine does put him in a, a pretty good chokehold, though. <laughs> like right, yeah. right right as we get the freeze frame. Yeah, that looks dangerous. I mean, <laughs> Newman fell off. Like uh, not Newman, uh, Wayne Knight fell off that bike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so what do we got for homework this week? We'll look up the Schwinn Stingray okay. and learn about that, see if it's even real, what the Bush League is, where where that term came from, and learn more about the story of Esther and the oh, baby that boy. may or may not have been cut in half. Okay, so wait, we're going to be talking about bikes, NASCAR, and the Bible? <laughs> what the bikes, fuck is going Bush on? Bikes, Bush, and Bible babies. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do, you, what do you like visually about this episode for cover art? Oh, man. Hmm. I had quite a few things, actually. Let's hear it. Uh, so I really liked uh, the bike falling on a lane at the very beginning <laughs> in the antique shop. Uh, I liked uh, Elaine uh, getting her neck just absolutely cranked from Kramer. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's one other thing. Oh, Jerry just disgusted that Christy was wearing the same dress. <laughs> I like if there's a shot, I feel like there's a shot at the Toy Story of Christy and Jerry looking down at Elaine on the floor and all three in that one shot. That would be good. But I like the neck cracking, too. I'd love to see a freeze frame of that. <laughs> I think that would be, uh, you know, if, if you could make out what was going on, I think it'd be funny. So, yeah, uh, all of those sound sound fine. All right. I will. I will see what I can do. Um, how about uh, let's see what we can do with the description. All right. Uh, so we had Jerry's girlfriend wears the same dress and Elaine loses a bike to Kramer. Hmm. I I mean, that's true, but I feel like it doesn't, um, you know, like we don't know if she's always wearing the same shirt. I mean, she does it three times, which is weird. Well, to be fair, the description doesn't say always wears the same dress. It just says yeah. wears the same dress. Okay. I like that. I like that. And then Elaine loses a bike to Kramer. Yeah. That's, tr- that's true, too. And then the seven covers George's, like... That would also be like, well, okay, what does the seven have to do with either of those stories? Well, it's the next, it's the other storyline. So we got all three. Yeah, I, I, I like this. Fine. I, I, yeah. I like it. it it's, uh, it's just fine, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. So next week, we've got season seven, episode 14, The Cadillac. Original air date, February 8th, 1996. If you're looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Jerry surprises his parents, parenthetical, Barney Martin and Liz Sheridan. With a new Cadillac. <laughs> wow, I did not know their names. I didn't. I, those actors' names do not sound familiar at all. Um, but I know it's the same exact parents. Did you notice, Ted? It's a double. Oh, I did. You got a notice. double. Oh. You got a double. All right. Yep, Forty-four minutes. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how did you feel about the seven? Uh, I liked it. I think. Yeah. I feel like just like it would hit the same notes that the caddy did for me. It was just a consistently good episode. Just like, you know, I, I had a few laugh out loud moments. I think it'd be more likely to make my top five than the caddy just mm-hmm. because I felt like there was a little bit more laugh out loud moments for me. And that really helps it push it to that next level. Um, especially having seen the episode, having all, seen all these so many times. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it was good. Yeah. I, I mean, looking back at our last couple of weeks where you, you said you starred the rye, but you didn't star the caddy. And yes. I, I was the opposite. I really yeah. didn't care for the rye, but I liked the caddy. Uh, the seven is right in between them for me. I, <laughs> I like, I like the caddy more. Um, but I, I like the seven more than the rye. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So is that it? That's it. All right. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Haldwell. Be good. Be good.